Yes. And then I'm we like have pressing your tabs and I realize they're not my tabs. I do that all the time. Is everyone quiet right now? Yeah, because they're live on YouTube. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Go ahead and mute myself then. All right, we are live on YouTube. Um, we are getting ready for the EdTech Smackdown. Feel free to put in the chat where you are from and your Twitter handle and enjoy the pre-show. We will get started in about 10 minutes. That guy seems cool.
NYC is going to.
So cool. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the EdTech Smackdown. We will begin our presentation in approximately one minute. Again, thank you for joining us. That's me. That's me. I'm awesome. She's awesome. So is he. I think I need some pump up music. <laughs> yes, Sandra, you are correct. And watch out, once I'm pumped up. <laughs> Dude, I hear you. I totally dug out the blue wig just to get super pumped up for this now. I'm wearing my remote learning pajamas just to get pumped up for this. I can lend you a Katy Perry blue wig. It did get me on stage dancing with Katy Perry after all. That's you, Karen. You're on. You're there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For those of you tuning in on YouTube, there's a side Zoom of us um, gathered together like on backstage and we're just kind of waiting just like you are for the presentation to start. We're very excited to be here today. Notice that NYC 19 has lots of representation. Yeah, we do. Do so, NYC 19. With that said, uh, thank you for joining us for the EdTech Smackdown Live. Uh, let's kick things off by taking you to our hosts, Stephanie Howell and Abbott Patel. Hello, everyone. We are live with a sold-out crowd of over 80,000 tickets sold, plus the millions and millions of Abbott's fans watching around the world. Welcome, everyone, to EdTech Smackdown Live. We are joined today by some amazing trainers and innovators from all corners of the world. Right, let's get on to the PD. We have an awesome session planned for you tonight with some true rock stars of EdTech who are going to lay off the smack us down on all your EdTech worries. But don't worry, once we're done with you, you will never, ever have any EdTech PD worries ever again. But first, we'll pop over to Stephanie for an important announcement. All right, Devin, can you share the show? <laughs> Next slide. Just a moment. You're all good. One more thing. Technical difficulties. We will be sharing this slide deck out after the presentation. Um, we didn't want it to be slow just because of the amount of people that did sign up for this session. So it will be on the website. I will link it again in the chat once um, we get rolling. But thank you so much for coming to our SmackDown. There has been some free SmackDown videos created to kind of promo this. So make sure you check those out. You will see some of those during the Smack. And 
the first thing we kind of wanted to just talk about was the feeling of being overwhelmed. Um, at first, I wasn't going to do this SmackDown because I thought a lot of people were just feeling overwhelmed. And then I had a lot of teachers reach out to me and said, can you do the EdTech Smack? And I was like, okay, I can. And so I asked a couple of my innovator friends and um, trainers to kind of help out with this EdU Smack. And hopefully you learn some new tricks. Again, you might be overwhelmed because there are over a hundred slides in this slide deck. So take one and really practice it and become good at it and then add more to your toolbox. So there we go. And just a reminder, if you have questions for today, you're gonna wanna open up another tab. So you're probably gonna have a couple tabs open. You're gonna have the video for YouTube or Google site because you're gonna be voting for who has the best smack. And then you're gonna go to slides.app.goo.gl slash BA capital A capital H capital R. And you're gonna ask your questions there. A lot of us do not have answers, but we will provide our opinions. Um, so a couple of people, just because of time zone differences, um, we try to get a whole different group on and uh, we have people that are still sleeping or going to bed very soon. And because of that, they did have to create videos for this presentation and you will have access to all of the material again afterwards. But you will have an expert group um, that can hopefully provide you answers on some of the questions. So whenever you have a question, just feel free to pop it into the slides.app.goo dot gl slash b a a h r and the a h r is capitalized abid i think it's your turn thank you very much stephanie that was great so let's see who's up next let's go for all the superstars that are going to be rocking your ed tech tonight so who's up first oh look it's me it's me it's the a b i and the d here i am yes i am your mc rocking again with my googly eccentricity now give me a minute i'll soon be done wrapping on my, the mic to my awesome fandom yes i am abid yes i am the it director at the leading learning trust i am a google certified trainer i'm a google certified innovator I'm the EdTech 50, where you know what? We haven't got time to go through all of my accolades. We will be here all night long. But anyway, let's see who else we're, we're, we're rocking tonight. On to my next fellow superstars. Let's see. Firstly, we've got, oh, she is the co-host and organizer of SmackDown Live. She's bad. She's very, very bad. And some say she is allergic to movies. She is the co-host of the Get Inspired and Innovate podcast from Lancaster, Ohio. It's Stephanie Howell. Next up, we have, oh yes, from Bakersfield, California. He is the man with the magic remote. Magic, I say, because he's controlling the slides. He's the star of Robot Rumble. So there's only one thing left to say. Let's get ready to Robot Rumble. Oh yes, baby, it is Devin Rossiter. And up next, she is the Google Classroom Marathon Queen. She held, or oh, some say she held 536 sessions back to back over four days at the London Excel Center. I know, because I sat through every single one of them, of course. But anyway, the question on everyone's lips is, are you the real Miss Tech, Tech Miss C? From Melbourne, Australia, by way of London, England, it is Rachel Cota. 
and anyway, now our next superstar, he's awesome. He's so awesome that you need to follow him. And so what I need everyone to do right now in the chat is press F to follow him. Yes, he is. He's from London, from the UK. It's Darren Dazza White. Next up, we have the man. Yes, he is the man who has all the data. Most people, when they see the data, they run away from the data. But guess what? He's the man with all of the data. From Singapore, it's Chris Smith. And then, oh yes, this lady. Well, we all know what we're the, the perils that we're in right now. And some might say that the earth is a bit broken right now. But you know what? Google Earth is definitely in strong hands with her. Yes, it is. It is Sandra Chow. And up next. Oh, yes, this man. He's the man who can show you how to turn on the captions in any video conference. If you need to turn on the captions, he's your man. Como estas, Colombia? Viva la Smackdown from Barranquilla, Colombia. It is Luis Petus. Right. Okay, he lives far down south. That's why he sounds a bit like this. But just so you know, he's living a bit far down south because he needs to stay away from the Stephanie Howell in the north. He's a real star of the Get Inspired and Innovate podcast. Not her. Yes, it's him from Tennessee. It's Lance Key. What you're gonna do? What you're gonna do when the musical mastermind from Minnesota goes wild on you? Yes, it is from the Minnesota metro area, Frederick Bellew. Oh, he is the Jedi master of sarcasm. It's a bit of a shame that the force wasn't too, too strong with Sydney 19 though. But anyway, we'll allow him. He is a Jedi master from Baltimore, Maryland. It's Carl Gachelian. Next up, she is not only the TED Masterclass superstar, having led the TED Ed all the way on the stage. She's an all round superstar from San Jose, California. It's Stephanie Rothstein. Next up, she's the queen of positive behavior support. But the question is, will she be on her best behavior for SmackDown tonight? Let's not hope so. From Boise, Idaho, it's Paige Somoza. Don't, don't mess with our next superstar. Don't mess at all, because she might just press the reset EDU button on you. It's the one and only Jen Lieben. Now, this guy. He is the games master. So there's only one question left to say. Shall we play a game? Oh, yes, it is Daryl Legaspi. He is the founder of Vegan Fight Club. And there is only one rule for Vegan Fight Club. And that is to tell everyone about Vegan Fight Club. Oh, yes. From Chapel Hill, North Carolina, it's Tom Mullaney. He's a master of the bullet journal, and he's been known to shave his beard in the time of educational crisis. From Bakersfield, California, it's Hans Tolman. Now, this lady had a very traumatic recent experience with the evil substance we only know as Vegemite. But regardless, she's awesome anyway. 
from Boise, Idaho, by way of Singapore, it is Karen Compton. Now this lady, she's special because she's the only person who can keep up with the Google trainer community. From Ohio, it's Sarah Kiefer. The man with the magic remote's not doing the magic at the moment, you see. Come on, Devon, don't be letting me down. Where are my slides? Come on, man, do my, do my magic. What's wrong with you? Yeah, we give we gave Sarah that's it. Uh, well done. Well, 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 we're back, folks. Yeah, we're a little, little bit of a technical mishap there, but we'll 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 kick Tevin's booty further on in the show. Anyway, back to my superstars. Yes, she is the Cupid of EdTech, and that's why she will tech your heart out. From Indianapolis, Indiana, it's Nadine Gilkerson. Right. From Canada, all the way in Canada, it's the lady who and who knows how you pronounce GIF, and that's GIF. Everyone, GIF. Did you hear me? GIF. All other answers are wrong. It's GIF, as in Jen Giffin. Maybe you're not at inbox zero because you're not a hero. But don't worry, Diana's got you covered. She won't send you another email, PD. Instead. Check the potty, because she's the queen of potty PD from Pine City. It's Diana Fedder. She is the star of the GEG staff room, the global GEG staff room. And what amazing star she is. She's wacky. She's fun. She's outrageous. From London, England, it is Kat Lamin. Do you think you're ready? Do you? Do you think you're up for it? I dare you. In fact, I dare you to be EDU. From Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, Jessalyn Swanson. Now she's a graphic designer with all of the best templates on the entire internet. From Denver, California, from Denver Colorado, it's Lauren Hill. Now, her level of organization might give even the most organized person on the internet, Stephanie Howell, a run for her money. She's a hybrid teacher and was probably more prepared for distance learning than anyone else in the entire world. Formerly of London, but now back in her home state of Colorado, it's Emma Pass. Now she likes to collaborate with EdTech superstars around the globe. And seeing as she shares the same name as Supergirl, she might just fly around it. But right now she's from coming in from New Jersey. It's Cara Floodman. Now she's the co-lead of Geg Louisiana and she's the queen of Google arts and culture from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It is Bonnie Chalette. 
Now, this guy, he's a basketball superstar and quite possibly the cleverest EdTech person on the internet. From Southampton, you may know him as John Neal. I call him the boss, but he's the man, my Google certified mentor, John Neal. If you have a problem, if no one else can fix it, and if you can find her, maybe you can hire the winner of the 2018 ISTE Make It Happen Award from Chicago, Lisa Berghoff. <laughs> the sassy Southern Belle who's got tech for y'all. It's Sam Deshera. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Wow. This is a warning, folks. Their next person and last, I would say probably least, but you got to be warned. She's toxic. Viewer discretion is advised. When our next superstar got accepted into the Google Certified Innovator Academy in Sweden, or in Sydney 19, should I say, she actually asked someone if she's too old to attend. Oh, bless her. From Sydney, Australia, our very own Google Nana and Vegemite addict, it's Leslie Altman. Now for the thousand. We might have had a technical mishap there, but who needs Michael Buffer when you got me, it's me, the A, B, I, and the D. Because that's right, folks. Let's get ready to rumble. Now, before we get into the action, please pop over back to the voting site by visiting the link over there. And then basically, you'll also find it in the chat. I think that might be the wrong link. Stephanie, do you want to put the right link into the chat? And we'll be right back after these very short messages. Wednesday, 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 we'll be meeting in an EdTech Smackdown against EdTech leaders from all over the world. Welcome back to Smackdown, folks. Right, let's get straight into the action. Round one. The best tool for formative assessments during distance learning. Take it away, Stephanie. All right, so my tool for formative assessments is Google Forms. Um, on the screen, you can see that there is a Google Form that I've created. And of course, you can have all these templates that are already created for you. And what teachers have done is they open up this Google Form and as they're grading work, they mark if the student completed it, if they need to corrected if they were absent or if it's missing and then the teachers view the results afterwards and they take the answers and put it into a spreadsheet once they have the spreadsheet they use conditional formatting and they can quickly tell which students are missing assignments or if they're good to go which is green and this has helped a lot of teachers in the distance learning environment by showing um, them real quick what students are on track and which students are missing work in the folder that once you get the link to the slides, there is a template gallery. There are so many templates of Google Forms in here. Take them and create whatever you would like with them. Just edit them and make them fit for your classroom. And make sure you share this um, Google Form with other people. Just getting in there in the final few seconds, Stephanie. I like it. Anyway, Hello. let's kick off. Next up is Han. 
Hello, this is Hans Tolman coming to you from Bakersfield, California. And this morning, I want to talk to you guys about a really great strategy called the Fast and the Curious. This is an edu protocol made by John Carippo and his colleague in the books, Edu Protocol Field Guides. There's four steps to this, uh, this protocol. So number one, find or create a short quiz at quizzes.com. Uh, you can shoot, you can make your own or choose from the millions of teacher-created ones. Second, you create a homework assignment. That way, it is asynchronous and it can be available all week for your students. Um, after they take the quiz, you're going to sort that quiz by accuracy, and then you're going to reteach a mini lesson on that lowest um, scored skill. And then finally, you requiz and do it all over again. So you could do this every week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Hans. Next up, take it away, Lance. Now let's say that we want to assess our students' learning. Jump over to app.edgeelastic.com. First important thing here is you can see that it will sync with your Google Classroom. You can make your own assessments here in Edulastics, but generally I just go in and do what best teachers do and steal from other people. So you can come in, Edulastic certified assessments, or you can come in and look at different collections. That's, or you can come up here and search by standards. If you know your standard, you can pop that in right there, pull up assessments that's already been made with those standards. But let's face it, every teacher's got that favorite worksheet or test that they've been given for years, and they would like to somehow get it digitally for the situation that we're in right now. If you click on assessment, click on new assessment, click upload PDF here at SnapWiz, and upload your PDF. You can now simply come in here and select the question types and click where you want the answer box to be. And then you can select how many points that this thing is worth. You can select the uh, math tools. So type your correct answer in right here. And now you have question number one. It's Thank you, Lance. That was amazing. What a great first round. Don't forget, Chokes, add some, add some smack to the chat. That's it, baby. Right, that's the end of round one. Please pop over to the voting page and click on the form for round one and vote for your favorite. And we'll be right back after these very short messages. Good evening. We interrupt your normal viewing to bring you some breaking news from the Prime Minister, convalescing at home in Chequers. Good morning. These are unprecedented times in the world and Britain is facing huge challenges every day. I myself have faced a huge challenge, but thankfully I'm now very much on the mend. This is a global crisis that requires clear vision and strategy. And that is why today I announce but my government and I have formed a dedicated task force, especially for supporting educational technology around the world. I'm here to announce that on Wednesday, the 15th of April at 2 p.m. British summertime, this task force will be participating in the EdTech Smackdown. Thank you very much. Welcome back, folks. So to find out who won round one, let's go straight over to Stephanie. Steph, who was the winner? It was me. 
idea. No, seriously, it was me. What's wrong with you folks? Why are you voting for Stephanie? Come on, guys. Boo. Oh, well, never she mind. cheated. Familiarity bias. Yuck. That's terrible. Lance, how you feel about that? Oh, I feel like I got cheated. I got up early this morning to work on this, and she stacked the deck on me. She couldn't it take me a real fixed. challenge. Fixed. Fixed, I tell you. Fixed. All right, anyway, shut up, you guys. That's enough for you. Back to me. Yes, me, me, me. Anyway, let's move straight on to round two, the best tool for staying connected with students during distance learning. Take it away, Darren. This is really cool, and all of your students can use it. So I'm going to click on new class. I'm going to enter my name. That's Joe Exotic. I'm going to create a class. That gives me a class code, and my students can use that code to join my class. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put my instructions in here. I'm going to use a text box. I'm going to say, hi, all. Please draw a self-portrait. That's going to send out to all of my students, and I can see their boards here. Now, I'm going to be able to see all of their boards, but the students can't see each other. Thank you very much, Darren. Next up, take it away, Paige. All right, so this is Basecamp, and this is a great way to stay connected with all your students when working on a big project. When you create a project in Basecamp, your campsite will have several areas that your students can access. You can create a schedule for your project in the scheduling area, create a to-do list as well. All documents and files for the project can be stored in one area. Um, there's a message board and a campfire for informal conversation, and you can create automatic check-ins as well. When there's activity on Basecamp, all active members will be notified. And if anyone joins the project later, they, can, they have everything archived there so that they can catch up on what they need to do. Uh, participants can download the app on their phone as well, so wherever they are, they can be notified of activity on their project. It's a great way to communicate with the team when working on large-scale stuff. Thank you very much, Paige. Next up, it's Stephanie. All right, so I love Google Sheets. I'm pretty much addicted to them. It's one of my favorite G Suite tools. And so what we've done for distance learning, we use this without distance learning too is we've taken this Google Sheet. Yes, there is a template and you do not have to do all this hard work. I already did it for you. So hopefully that wins me some extra votes. And what it has is it has conditional formatting and students are the owners of their row. And if you have a student that likes to mess with other students' rows, you can protect it and lock them in. As you can see, they are dropping down and it's changing colors. The red means that the students need help from their teacher. The orange means they need a check, so they need your feedback. The green means that they're good. Over along the side, under the different tasks that they have, it's going to change colors to red or blue, or no. Green means they are finished, and then blue means they are still working. And then you can see where every single student is. Again, I will be sharing this template out. Just getting in there, Stephanie. Next up, we got Karen. Next slide, Devin, next slide. 
When starting class, you're going to ask students, how are you doing? You're going to get the generic. Fine. Okay, good. None of those actually tell you how students are doing. So let's spice this up a bit. First thing to consider ideas. Try to choose things that are relevant to students or relevant to their lives. Or better yet, let them come up with their own. Next, think of a range of emotions. Generally, you're going to use about nine. These are some of the top eight. However, you can see I've added the other emotion kids are probably feeling during this time. Next, you're going to go to the template. I recommend setting it at a 75% scale. You're going to double click on the image icon, choose replace image, go to the internet where you found the image that you like the best, right click on it and choose copy image address. Come back, choose add by URL, then choose paste, paste it in there. Once you see the image, make sure to click select, choose save and close, and now you have image number one of your scale. Thank you very much, Karen. Emma, take it away. Okay, first of all, I love the on the scale of, that's probably my vote. Um, like Abid said, I am a hybrid school teacher, so I'm used to teaching online over Google Meet. Um, I love teaching online over Google Meet, but the problem is, is it's really hard to have conversation with students, um, especially with big groups. It's hard to know who wants to talk when. Um, so I've developed a system for small group activities on Google Meet. It's really simple. I create a Google Doc and I hyperlink different Google Meet links for each group. I create a collaborative document like a Google Doc or a Google Slide Deck for the students to all work on together. And then I give the group names within that doc as well. So while we're in class, when it's time to do small group work, I share that out with the students. They go into small group meeting rooms. And as a teacher, I just click in and out of those meeting rooms to answer questions and uh, help out with their work. The link to my blog post all about how to do this is linked to my slide. And that is small groups in Google Meet. Thank you very much, Emma. Take it away, Cara. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. If you're going to have a connection with your students during remote learning, you have to see all of their beautiful faces. So why not check out Flipgrid? Flipgrid is an amazing tool. You have pretty much unlimited ideas that you can use with it. Check out their disco library on their website and see all of the ideas from around the world of how people are using it. It works across so many different platforms, so you don't have to worry about what kind of device your student is using. They'll probably be able to access it. So tech, check out Flipgrid and big shout out to one of our uh, tech coaches from Jersey who created the Flip Hunt. So if you are looking for some ideas of how to use Flipgrid with your students, check out the Flip Hunt where you can do a really fun virtual scavenger hunt. And I have two seconds left and that's it. So definitely check out Flipgrid. <laughs> Thank you very much, Man, what a round. Please add to the chat, folks. Tell us, how are you staying connected with your students? That's the end of round two. Please pop back to the voting page. Click on the vote form. Click on the form for round two and vote for your favorite. And we'll be right back after these short messages. Do these other ed tech experts really know who they're messing with? I don't think they do. I was Pickerington Local School District's innovative leader, 
I've won the WSU's Leadership Award, and I was a part of the Peckerton Local School District's 2018 Distinguished District for ISTE. We've also won the Distinguished District for WSU. I highly doubt any of those other competitors have won those many awards. I think what they're gonna be doing is bringing just the EdTech tool and not the pedagogy behind it. So I am ready to bring it on. Welcome back folks. So let's see who won round two. Let's go over to Steph. Steph, who's the winner? All right, of round two, we have Emma at 26%. This was a really close one. So nice job, Emma. And we had 123 votes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe it, woo! We know the people at Sydney tried to fix it and they couldn't. I just want somebody to vote for anybody but Stephanie. Yikes, yikes, yikes. See, there's only one reason Emma won, because she's London 19. Yeah, baby. Anyway, that's enough of that. Right over to round three. Let's see what is the best EdTech tool for the four Cs. Creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking when going distance learning. Right, who's up first? Take it away, Rachel. So I'm sure you've had your students wanting to watch a video and you want to make sure that they're actually watching the video and not simply just hitting skip. So why not use Edpuzzle? Because with Edpuzzle, you can simply set up and use any videos from YouTube or create your own and then upload them or use the content that's already there. And then you can add in questions, notes or cards, which you can see if we hit play on the video there, <laughs> technical difficulties, um, then you'll be able to actually create these um, cards within the lesson that stop students and make them respond to the questions whilst watching the videos. A fantastic way to check in and make sure your students have a really good understanding of the content that you're delivering to them. What's even better is that if you're using a site for your distance learning, then you can embed this on your site directly. So we've now got the video playing. So hopefully you'll be able to get going and watching it alone. Um, whilst I've still got five seconds, um, please make sure you go and explore that video um, in the catch up. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Devin, let me down here. What's going on? Hi, right. I'm Tom Lini. I'm here, here today with three apps to get your kids drawing. Drawing is so vital for learning. First one, Chrome Canvas, canvas.apps.chrome. If your students use Chromebooks, they can either draw fresh new images or they can annotate on top of images with it. So cool. If you look here, you got a layers. You can set it to transparent. You have a pen, a chalk tool. How cool is that? Oh my goodness. So much great stuff. Color palette, all that good stuff. Second one, AutoDraw. AutoDraw.com. You don't even need a uh, username or login, but it pre it's predictive drawing. So I draw and then it thinks like, is it a cloud? Is it a bog? So much good. Go formative, go formative.com also known as formative. If I do a new formative and then I click plus and I say, show your work right here, that gives them something to draw. And I see the results automatically. Thank you, Tom. Back over to Rachel. 
And guess who's back? Hopefully I'll have a video this time. Uh, so today I'm going to take you through Tour Creator. If like me, you love using Google Expeditions, but don't have the ability right now to share those with your students, why not get on to Tour Creator and use the templates with all of the Expeditions lessons there? You can easily then publish this tour to Polly. And when you publish, you'll get the option to share it. You can then take this code, embed it into a Google site for distance learning. This means that you can take your students around the world anywhere they want just by simply embedding it directly into your Google site. What a fantastic way to showcase lots of different places around the world, show them inside the human body and even allow them to experience what it looks like as a virus. Very important time during where we are right now. I absolutely love Google Expeditions and being able to do this in Tool Creator is absolutely fantastic. You can even create your own tools using Street View or 360 degree images. And I'm done. Woo! Thank you, Rachel. Let's see. Do we have Bonnie? Do we have Bonnie on the line? Come in, Bonnie. I'm afraid Bonnie hasn't been able to make it tonight. Right, let's move swiftly on. Next up is Jessalyn. One of my most favorite tools for collaboration is Google Jamboard. So basically what it is, is a collaborative whiteboard. You've got a pen tool, you can erase, You've got a sticky note tool and you've got an add image tool as well as a laser pointer. So one of the coolest things that you can do here, if you're having students collaborate, you could give a focus for each slide and then students can use either the pen tool, they can add their own sticky notes, change the colors, or they can even add photos or images, either from their drive or the web. Thank you, Jess. Next up is Kat. Hi, everyone. Kat here, sharing one of my favourite tools for the four C's, Scratch. Scratch is used by millions of people around the world to introduce the fundamentals of coding, but you may be wondering how it relates to the four C's. Here's a simple project I worked on with one of my classes. At first, all the students had to do was play through the quiz and identify what each of the sprites do. Using a doc, the students worked in pairs, using critical thinking and collaboration to identify key features. Next step was to get creative and clone the project, making simple changes. They needed to communicate effectively with each other, but also communicate their quiz questions carefully to ensure that the player could answer. That's the four C's before the end of the first lesson. The cool thing about Scratch is that there are loads of built-in tutorials which can be accessed through the browser. So, short and sweet, Scratch is a tool that you need to start using to really get your students to understand the four C's, especially critical thinking. Thank you, Kat. What a great round. So tell us folks in the chat, which tip, trick or tool did you like the best? And that's the end of round three. So please pop back over to the voting page, click on the form for round three and vote for your favorite tool. We'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, yo. Survey time. Who's here for some more remote workshops about reading blogs, 
and worksheets, please. And who's here to see the newest game in town, the EWO, the EdTech World Order. And on April 15th, at the EdTech Smackdown, you are gonna see from educators of the finest caliber from all over this world, exactly what the EWO is all about. And that's taking over. Because when you're EWO at the EdTech Smackdown, you're EWO for life. Too sweet! Welcome back to Smackdown, folks! Some important messages there from the EWO. So, let's go straight over to Stephanie. Steph, tell us who won round three. Um, I am kind of shocked, but not really. And I don't know if it's because of the EdTech tool that she shared, but it's Rachel with Tor Creator, not her Edpuzzle one. Definitely the Tor Creator with 34%. But I do- Woohoo! Excellent, excellent. Bonnie did get three votes. So nice job, Bonnie. So is Rachel London or Sydney? Because she's from one, but she's from the other. SWE 19. Ah, that's enough of you folks. Back over. Let's go right round to round four. What do you think is the best tool for your struggling students during this time? Take it away, Stephanie. So my favorite tool for struggling students is Google Read and Write. It allows them to be a little bit independent. And just to make sure that you know, it doesn't just read. A lot of people think when they download the Google Read and Write um, extension that it's just gonna read to students, but students can do so much more with Read and Write for Google. So if you can see in the GIF, it can read to students, yes, but it can also highlight. So students can use their close reading strategies. They can also use the dictionary. They have the word dictionary that will read to them. And they also have the picture dictionary. They can take all of their highlights and create another document. And then they can do research with that information. They can also highlight certain vocabulary words and it will create a vocabulary table for students. This tool is so much more than just a read aloud tool. Thank you, Stephanie. Take it away, Diana. As educators, many of us embrace the whiteboard in our instruction. We use it to, well, explain everything. Educators diagram, outline, sketch, circle, use different colors, and narrate what we're doing in front of that thing every darn day. What do you do when your learners aren't in the room with you? You use Explain Everything, the online whiteboard tool that allows you to do all of those things and even invite your students to come on up and show their work. Use it online or get the app through the Google Play Store. Start with a PDF or a Google slide deck or just a blank whiteboard. Once you're done, share it out as a video file for all to use. This is a great way to support those learners who are having struggles. This collaborative tool will be your go-to tool whole class of digital learners. And they can pause you, rewind you, and replay you. Thank you, Diana. Off to one of our reigning champions, it's Emma. Hi guys, Emma, pass again. Um, 
here to talk about a pretty low tech tip. This is a choice board. Um, I created this choice board, I think was in a Google slide or Google doc, just insert table. And I had a two row, three column table. Um, studies show that students are more likely to engage in their work if they have some say and some choice in what they do. This specific tip is directed towards um, our access to technology, right? Because even though we've got all these amazing tech tools, we're not 100% sure our students are going to have access to it. So this is an example of a uh, choice board I created for a novel unit. The students were supposed to discuss mood of the novel, but they have three different options. A no tech option where they're drawing a picture, um, a low tech option where they're creating a slide deck, and a high tech option where they're creating a video trailer. So accessing the same content, but with different choices and also depending on their access to technology, done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Emma. Take it away, Kyle. Differentiating with Screencastify, IEP example. We'll be meeting the needs of a student with a disability of deafness or hearing loss through closed captioning of multimedia passages. We'll need Screencastify, Google Slides with closed captioning turned on, and an image of a mitochondria. We'll insert a picture of a mitochondria into the Google Slides, present with closed captioning turned on, and record with Screencastify. Create a new Google Slides presentation. Insert the image of the mitochondria. Select present. Turn on closed captioning. Open Screencastify and record your lesson. Your accommodation will be recorded. This is the mitochondria. We are going to identify. Thank you very much, Kyle. Next up, it's Lisa. When you have students who struggle to learn in a face-to-face -face environment, remote learning could add yet another barrier. We don't just want to push out content, we want interaction and engagement. But what if your content is a PDF? Check out Kami, which is a Chrome extension, but also works with other browsers. Open your PDF from your Google Drive or from your computer. Watch this. Students can type on, mark up, even comment on PDFs. But wait, your kids don't type? No problem. Use the built-in voice typing feature. Do you miss the sound of your student's voice? Have them leave a voice note. Want to see their adorable faces? Have them leave a video comment. And it all saves right in Google Drive. Kami removes barriers for struggling students and encourages engagement. It's not Lisa. Right. We may be seeing more students struggling now that we've gone to distance learning. So how can we help these students be more successful? Share your thoughts in the chats, folks. That's the end of round four. You know what to do. Get over to that voting page and vote for your favorite of that round. And we'll be right back after these short messages. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. If you think that these other people can bring it, really bring it to the EdTech Smackdown on April 15th. You are sorely mistaken, brother. This ISTE certified educator is gonna run wild on you. You think you can tangle with GEG Minnesota Metro area? 
We elected Jesse the Body Ventura as our governor. Come watch these other EdTech tools try to compete with the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Frederick. And it's on a wrecking crew. Right Anyway, welcome back, folks. So let's see who won round four. Let's go over to Stephanie. Stephanie, tell us who's our champion. It looks like we still have people voting. So we'll give me one second. Because it's a really close one. So I don't want to just like say somebody and then it changes because I think you make sure we count all those absentee ballots, too. I know, right? right. Hurry up, guys. Any dangling <laughs> chads coming in as well? NYC it's way too it's way too close yet we have to wait a little bit <laughs> hey, shout out to everybody who voted in wisconsin wasn't easy did it way to go everybody all right i think we have a winner our winner is kyle Ooh. well done kyle well done kyle what a great victory there right it's over to round five. So what tool should every teacher know about? Take it away, Lance. I want to show you something simple and easy that you can use today. So navigate to ck12.org, hit the sign in button. Make sure that you sign in with Google. That's going to come in important later. Let's say you're wanting to teach a lesson on system of equations. You can click on subjects or you can type in systems of equations here. We're going to hit subjects. That'd be in the algebra one content, equations and inequalities, systems of linear equations. So once the students get to the lesson, you'll see that there are word problems, there are practice problems, example problems, and there's another view practice in here that is adaptive. But the really neat thing is you have this assign button up here at the top. You hit assign and you can send this straight to your Google Classroom. Last, they've got practice here that's built in for us. The question banks are deep. The students will click start practice. They'll work through problems. As you can see, it gives them different problems as they're working through it. If they start struggling through it, they can look up top. They can see what their skill level is. They can click get a hint on a question. It'll give them a hint. There's the scratch pad feature here so they can work these problems up by hand. And last, there's example problems for them on the problems they're struggling with. Thank you, Lance. Take it away, Sandra. Hi everyone. So have you ever had pictures where sometimes you want to use them, but you've got all this background around you and you can't blur it like you do on Zoom or on Teams meeting or Google Meet or whatever it might be? Well, this is a great tool called remove.bg. All you have to do is plop it in the website and bingo, it comes out with a clean background that's transparent and you can use that picture for various, um, various things, including greeting cards or posters. Um, can we go to the next slide? Or if you're doing storytelling, it's a great opportunity to use it for um, backgrounds and tell stories so that kids can be with different characters or be in a bubble or be on a Dr. Zeus nest and um, use their imagination to tell stories. So remove.bg. Thank you, Sandra. Next up, it's Daryl. Right, in less than a minute, can we do it? Let's see. I have two things set up. I have a Google Sheet with the names of my students who are going to win an award, and those are the, the specific type of awards that they're going to win. I also have a Google Slide, which is my template, and if you notice, in brackets, I have the column headers. All right, so I'm going to turn on Autocrat, which is an add-on. All right, good job. Give it a name, awards. Choose a template. I'm going to choose a template from my drive. Okay. 
I'm gonna find the award certificate template, which is right here, hit select, hit next. All right, so this is pulled from the Google slide template. What I need to do is map the sheet column with that tag, name, and award. Hit next, give it a name, I'm gonna call it award certificates, and it's gonna appear as Google slide, all in one Google slide presentation, single output mode. If you want an individual certificate per student, you're gonna click multiple output mode, but I'm gonna select single output mode because I want one Google slide presentation. I'm gonna hit next. It's gonna land in my award certificates folder. You can change that folder by clicking here. Hit next, skip six, skip seven. If you wanna email it to your students, you can do that here. Hit next. I'm gonna turn those off since I'm not running a Google form. Hit save. All right, now I need to run the job. I'm gonna hit play. All right, when it's done, you get this. So if I click on this link right here, it will lead me to my certificates. Autocrats document merged. You can see, so it's pulling from my Google sheet, the name of the student and the award. All right, that's it. Thank you, Darren. Daryl, next up, Diana, take it away. Oh, sorry. I have been asked about this tool so many times, but sometimes we do need to time assessments. Yes, yes, some teachers do. For those of you that love Google Forms to create quizzes, but have been wondering how to time your students, the answer is here in Timeify Me. It takes these easy steps. Just create your account, create your quiz in Google Forms with the Adify, Timeify Me enabled, and finally, send your quiz out via email. Now you sit back and watch the magic unfold on your dashboard. Results waited, but now you'll see how long your students took to take the test and if they became unfocused and visited other tabs during the assessment. It's an easy to use premium service. Thank you, Diana. Next up, Stephanie. So I just learned this tip from our own, um, he's from Pickerington, David Hayward. So shout out to David. This is the activity dashboard. I had no idea this existed until like a couple days ago. In the activity dashboard, you go to any type of document. You have to be the owner or an editor to view this. But maybe you're a stalker and you've been stalking your students heavily on what, Hapara, or maybe just trying to see when they log into different programs, well, Activity Dashboard will kind of help you with this. You open it up in your document and you can see which students have been opening your documents and which day they open your documents at. Again, had no idea this existed, it's amazing. And so make sure you check this one out and use it because I know a lot of you are stalking your students. Like I can tell that Kristen Ramsdale was looking at my slide deck and the exact day she was looking at it. I can look at mm -hmm. to see who had the most days and votes um, on Hello. Get off, Stephanie. Get off, Stephanie. Take it away, Sam. Hello, this is Samantha Duchere coming at you from Arkansas. What I wanted to smack and the tool that I think everybody should know about is the JNPSD eLearning Hub. When eLearning, distance learning, remote learning, whatever it's called in your state started, my teachers came together and created a comprehensive center for all of their resources by teachers for teachers.
So if you follow the link that's at the bottom of the slide, you can access this site. There's live webinars daily by my teachers. You can access all of our past recorded webinars. We have tutorials on any and every tool that's been useful to us during this time. We also have teacher resource folders, student resource folders, and a growing second language resource folder as well. Come on in and join us and happy teaching. Thank you, Sam. Over to Colombia, it's Luis. Okay, so I'm not saying that all teachers are lazy, but in this case, being lazy is good. And taking every single minute that you can to make stuff faster is awesome. So if you're used to creating new docs or creating new drawings or sheets or slides or whatever, using going to Google Drive, answering and then creating and asking who won and then having it created, then that's going to drive you insane and it's going to take up so much time. If you didn't know, and you should know by now, uh, there are dots. So if you type new, the singular dot. Then you get new dots. If you get sheets dot new, you'll get a new sheet. If you get slides dot new, you'll get a new slide. And also with keep and forms and calendar and sites. There's also other dot new documents that come up with music and with Spotify players, which also work awesome. And that is my smack. <laughs> Viva la Smackdown, everyone! Another great round! In the chat, tell us, folks, what's your favorite EdTech tool? And we'll, that's the end of round five. You know what to do, folks. Head off to the voting page, click on the form for round five, and vote for your favorite. And we'll be right back after these short messages. All the, the whizzing of their hair around just to distract from the fact that they're not really good dancers and their vocals were just so so. My name is Sandra Chow and I'm in my 10th week of online learning. I know what you need. I'll see you there. Welcome to SmackDown! Welcome back, folks! Right, that was a great round five, but let's go over to the woman with the votes. Let's see, Stephanie, who's the winner of round five? I know you guys are all going to be shocked, but it was Activity Dashboard by me! It's fixed! Fixed, I tell ya! Cheater! It's a fix! No way! Oh. Let me you see that dashboard. It. Let me see that dashboard. It's funny how only anyway, you can see the results. Guys, it's back onto the action and back over to me. It's Smack 6. Let's see what are the best ways to use Google Slides. Share a template or an idea. Take it away, Sandra. Hi, everyone. So I love teaching math, but this is also useful for any subject area. So if you take a template and you press Control D, you can duplicate your template and use it for many students and have each student work on a different slide. Then you as a teacher can give feedback um, using the comment feature so the student knows that you've given them feature. This is great for synchronous learning as well as asynchronous learning. So you can do it while everyone's in the same Google Meet or you can do it while um, giving it as an assignment. And um, not only that, students can give each other feedback. Next slide. If you go to the side of 
side of the panel, you'll be able to see the number of feedback students have given. Um, and that on the left side, you'll be able to um, keep track of how many feedback people have gotten on each of their slides. The nice thing about this is that everybody can see uh, other people's learning, there's growing and development from each other. And there's lots of tools available on slides that is useful for math as well as for language. And if you want to look for a particular student's work, just use control F and type the person's name and you'll find them immediately. So Google Slides. Thank you, Sandra. Take it away, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen Lieben, and I want to talk to you about how to use slides templates and how to customize those slide templates to make them really work for you and your needs as a teacher. First, I want to show you this website. It's called Slides Mania. I want to show, because we're talking about remote learning, one of these weekly planners for online lessons and how I used it and customized it for what I need. So you just scroll down and then you would hit uh, get Google Slides theme. What's nice about this is that the first slide acts as like a table of contents and links out to the other slides. I decided that for me, I didn't need all of these slides. I really only needed one for each day of the week. These are the important thing to know is that these are just suggestions and you can go in and turn these into whatever you want. Don't be afraid to use these slides templates, even if they don't seem like they would work for you, because you can always go in and customize them and um, make them do whatever you want. You're the boss. Thanks. Jen, it's over to Singapore with Chris Smith. All right, so this is, uh, I'm gonna introduce Slides Timer. Um, this is by Clay Smith, who is uh, in London of uh, 2019. So you go over to Chrome store and get Slides Timer and go ahead and install that. And what this does is um, it'll put a, a timer on your slide so you don't have to go to YouTube to get a timer. Uh, the first time you do it, you press present, it won't work. You need to exit out. And then you go ahead and, and uh, refresh your screen one time when you're in the in your uh, slides tab. As soon as you refresh that, and then go ahead and present it again, um, then it'll start working. You just need to put in some greater than and less than signs around the timer that you want to use, and then that that notifies you, make sure it's working. When you present, then as soon as you start presenting, the the timer will count down all by itself. You don't have to do anything to it. You can, uh, there are three different kinds of timers, count up, clock, and countdown, and you can customize them with the colors and fonts and background, just like that. Thank you very much, Chris. It's over to Stephanie. Hey everyone, today I'm gonna to talk to you about an awesome add-on for Google Slides. It is called Icons for Slides and Docs. Um, and I actually use this all the time once I discovered it. So once you have this add-on, one of the great things that you can do with it is you can search for particular icons. You can search for things like school or arrows, anything that would be an icon, and it will search for them. And then the great thing is you click on it and then you just have to scroll down here to where it says insert. You can even change the color of the icon. Then you can click insert. And then um, it's wonderful because it's transparent. You can change anything that you need to. You can manipulate it here in slides and you can add it wherever you want. Um, and I find these super, super useful and I use it all the time. I hope that helps you. Thank you, Stephanie. Next up, it's Sarah. Do you teach writing? Do you wish it was less boring? You've got to check out one way that we use Google Slides. You might think writing is boring or painful or just a word processor. Simply not true. You've got to check out this website. 
templates for teachers. It's devoted to creating meaningful writing activities and other digital activities. A lot of them we use slides. This is what we have on here so far. We just switched over to a new site this week. You got to come check us out. Templatesforteachers.com. More to come. Beth and I created this about two years ago with a lot of success. And we love Slides Mania, another awesome slide, Google Slides activity. Thank you, Sarah. Next up is Magic Man Devin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you the code that unlocks everything you could do with slides. It's not up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. But it is going to let you create visuals that allow you to make magic happen in your video editing suites. It is the chroma key code. It lets you turn any Google slide into a green screen for you to manipulate and use however you want in any digital video editing suite. Hashtag 00B140 is the precise color that you can use. So when you scroll down to custom colors, that is the code you'll enter in to get this specific shade of green. Now, I know one of the questions people have about creating shapes and slides is, it's tough for me to really create my own. No, it's not. There is a little feature that you can scroll down to and find under lines. There's something called a polyline that allows you to create freeform shapes. And when you do so, fill it in with that chroma key green and you can create any shape, lay it over on top of any existing graphic. It's compatible with every single video editing suite. Graphics powerhouse. Thank you, Devin. Right, here's Bonnie. There's no audio on this. Looks yeah. like Bonnie hasn't been able to make it, but don't worry, go follow her on Twitter. She is awesome. Let's take it away, Nadine. Hi, this is Nadine Gilkison, and I'm part of Google Innovator Cohort NYC 19. For SMAC 6, I want to talk about using Google Slide templates combined with HyperDocs. So if you tap on each one of these images, you're going to get a boatload of templates, even sample e-learning plans that you can use freely. And rounding off round six, it's Kyle. This is interactive Google Slides for special education. I want the student to be able to identify a square. I'll insert a background layer in the Google Slides presentation. And then I'll insert the shapes. I can use shapes or insert images and also add audio if I'd like. I'll link each object to a particular slide. When the student selects an area, that's where they will go. So the student is asked to choose the square. They choose the circle. They're shown what a square is. They keep going until they select the correct answer. You can also create an interactive core board with images and audio. Like. It. And this is 
interactive Google Slides for special education. It's what a great man that was, everyone. Now tell us in the chat, which smacker had the best idea for using Google Slides as a template? And that brings us to the end of round six. You know what to do? Pop over to the voting page, click on the form for round six, and vote for your favorite. And we'll be right back after these short messages. And worksheets. Hey, yo, you Scott Hall wannabe. First off, survey says that if you're going to copy a company, copy somebody who made it out of 2002. Second, a real EdTech guru wouldn't take a screenshot of the word EdTech with a little red squiggly underneath it. Come on, bro. That's amateur hour. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. No there, brother. Don't tell me anything. I think you need to go to the bathroom. Do these other EdTech experts really know who they're messing with? I know who you are. No, but you kind of remind me of Sherry Martell. Maybe you need to call up her beautician and makeup girl. Welcome back to EdTech Smackdown, everyone. What a great round that was. You know what we're going to do? We're going to head over to Steph. Tell us, Steph, who's the winner of round six? It looks like Kyle. Wasn't he a winner before? There's definitely some Sydney 19 rigging going on here. What's going I on? You know what? He was the it's not like it's been an issue for you. You won he before, also. Yeah, he brought in the best there is, best there was, the best there ever will be. I think I voted for him. Yeah, and uh, I did too. It's a fix, I tell you. I fixed. How can you not vote for Speckhead? And his Are you idea saying that this is was predetermined? Amazing. I can't wait. Right, to anyway, enough of you guys. Let's move on to round seven. We got three rounds to go, baby. Yeah, right. So tell me, what is the best EdTech extension for distance learning? Take it away, Stephanie. All right, so we've got IORAD. A lot of you are creating a ton of directions for students. And so why don't you just add IORAD while you're doing that? It will save you a lot of time. So in IORAD, you just click the extension and it takes screenshots every time you click. So every time you make a click on a website, it's going to make a screenshot of what you just clicked. You can move around your template and then edit the directions so students know what to look for and what to follow. I know a lot of us are getting sick of repeating ourselves in Google Meet with directions. So IORED could help you with creating these screencasts. I know a lot of you are creating screencasts. So add IORAD along with your screencast and you'll have a, um, both types of directions, a video type of directions and a written type. So make sure you check out IORAD. Thank you, Stephanie. Next up, it's Jen. During this time of emergency remote learning, a lot of us are having webinars and they're great. I love seeing people, but in Google Meet, I can only see four in the tile view and I want to see six. What can I do so I can see everybody? You know what? You can install Google Meet Grid View, a Chrome extension that will solve your problems. Simply click the grid, include yourself, and there I go. I can see everyone on the call. If the students have it installed, they'll be able to see everyone too, but if not, they'll only have the traditional views. I love Google Meet Grid View. Total game changer. Thank you, Jen. Next up, it's Frederick. 
Greetings, Smackers. Did we decide on Smackers? I've recorded this early. Anyway, do you work with someone who has a PDF or worksheet that they are in love with and they wanna use for distance learning, but they can't really use it cause well, distance learning? Simply go to your Chrome web store and search up the extension Kami. Once you find Kami, you should install the extension. Once you've done that, any PDF that's in your drive, you can choose to open with Kami. If your students also have it, this would give them the option to, on this PDF or worksheet, they could add a text box and say stuff. They could draw drawings, like a square or a line. Whatever they choose to do, they can do it with Kami. Find it in your Chrome Web Store, Kami. Thank you, Frederick. Next up, it's John. Hi, everyone. Uh, John here from the UK. I'm very excited to be joining in with the EdTech Smackdown. I won't waste too much time uh, sharing uh, things about me, and I'll jump straight into the tool. The tool is called Moat. It's a brand new Chrome extension that's currently in beta. And it really works to enhance your comments in docs, sheets, and slides, and this is how it works. I've got some text highlighted. I'm going to click on comment in the normal way. And you'll notice I have the moat icon over here. Once I click on it, this is a voice note. It will think for a little bit, and then it will allow me to post the comment. And once the comment has been posted, it will then make a transcript of what I've said. And you can see that's super accurate. I'm going to add another comment now, and I'd like to put an emoji in. All you need to do to add an emoji is type colon. And then let's say I want a face palm or a face punch. In this case, I'll go for in the spirit of wrestling. I can click on comment and that's going to go straight in. And finally, what you can do if you have a web link, normally when you put that in as a comment, it's just the link itself. But with Moat, you put your URL in. And what it gives me is a preview of that particular page. So there we go. That's Moat, a really good Chrome extension I'd recommend you all have a look at. Cheers. It's and at the end of round seven. Everyone, tell us in the chat, what was your favorite extension and what do you like to use during this time? Right. You know what to do, folks. Pop over to the voting page, click on the form for round seven and vote for your favorite. And we'll be right back after these short messages. It's now time to vote for your favorite smack. Please vote and enjoy this message from one of our sponsors. I think this is just a GIF posting of uh, Leslie looking at Vegemite, you guys. That is terrifying. It is. In the chat, right? If you like Vegemite or not. Looking at it is all it's Don't make people for. admit to anything they don't want to. That's not fair. No one should eat that stuff. It's disgusting. As long well, as it's I, cu not coupled with Google Knows. I like it because it's an effective substitute for tar when I have leaks in my roof. Oh, so, Vegemite's awesome. Do you guys awesome. remember when we made Leslie um, at the beginning toxic? This is why. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, folks. I'm terribly sorry you've had to be exposed to that terrible substance known as Vegemite. Unfortunately, Leslie is one of our sponsors. Uh, we're still waiting for the check to clear. But anyway, back over to Steph. Steph, tell us who's the winner of round seven. It's still way too close. We only have 81 votes. So I need everybody's votes because it's really close. 
If you're not sure, vote for me. It's easier. Yeah, you don't have too many. <laughs> oh, I think we're good. All right. And I am the winner with 34%. Oh, John was at 31%. Then, right? yeah. Boo. Can we see Boo. your screen? We need to see that screen. Boo. I will okay. share the Google Forms after. If we uh, tell, tell me, Frederick, do you think you should have won that? Yeah, I'm pretty it great. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> the only thing that matters is the ones who are voting online. That's all that matters. Right. Anyway, enough of you guys. Round, uh, off to round eight. Tell us, what's the best tool for organization during this time? Take it away, Stephanie. I am an Inbox Zero fan. So I love to have Inbox Zero, and I think you should do that too during this time is really clear up that inbox. So some of the things that you can do is you can create templates. This will save you so much time if you create templates because templates, you can just reuse your messages rather than searching and copying and pasting. You can just use the template and you do not need to retype the same message over and over and over again. There's also Smart Compose. So you can start typing and it will help you create different um, responses and you don't need to think as much. Again, super time efficient and helpful. You can set up filters. Maybe you don't wanna receive certain emails from uh, maybe Avid. So you can set up a filter and it goes straight to your trash can. You can also schedule send. So where you can get a message and it will send later. Yeah, I send messages on Sunday morning and it's about 7 a.m. I don't really send those messages at 7 a.m. I send them on Friday night. Oh, right, close to being done. Right. Next up, here, take it away, Paige. Go back to the other slide deck. I think Steph's trying to buy more time here. Yeah, so with that, you can use labels to help you organize your slides. There's also Uncool. a feature. Uncool. No, no, her like time's up. Her time is up. So you can use the You can also ding, use the ding, tag ding, in ding, Google ding. Keep to help you stay organized. Again, check out that right. Take that woman away. Okay, take her away. Take it away, Paige. I think we have lost Paige. Okay, next up, it's Jen. I'm gonna show you um, this method that I'm using during remote learning that allows me to very quickly check on student progress and see if students have questions. Um, I have been creating Google Docs. I call it a daily check-in sheet. I create a copy for each student. When you go in, you can see how we see the four students in this class have been assigned the doc. Typically, you would have to click on this, let it load, read what's in here. For this particular class I'm showing you, there's only four students, not a big deal. But if you have six classes of 30 students, this is a lot of work. What I've discovered is that if I'm in my Google Classroom and I go to classwork, 
I can click on that class drive folder and this will open up a new window that takes you to Google Drive. You'll see that there is a folder for that particular assignment in Google Classroom. Now I actually see a thumbnail of each of these assignments and I can see there are some that are not filled out at all. So I can see that this student had one specific question on Tuesday. But what's also nice about this is that the thumbnail is big enough that I can see if they've you know, left the question section blank, if they've written NA or no or none today. I like this method very much because it saves me from having to click on every single assignment. Quick, efficient, and is giving students the feedback they need. I'm a fan. Thank you, Jen. Next up, back to Colombia, it's Luis. Okay, so my key tool that I use to keep organized is Google Keep. And Google Keep is two things. It's both the app on your phone and the app on your web browser. The, both of them connect seamlessly and anything you do in one will be seen in the other. And it's awesome to keep stuff organized. Not that I'm terribly organized, mind you. One of the very good things is where, where you see graphic number one is you can take pictures of text and then it'll automatically grab image text and transcribe it into the meat. So that way you can copy and paste from images. And number two, I recommend that you use different images as your title so that you can tell stuff apart very easily and you can see things very clearly. And number three, you have reminders. And reminders are um, time-based and they can also be location-based from your phone. So since your phone knows where you are, give me a second, Gordo. Since your phone knows where you are, then you can uh, set a reminder to knock off when you're at the grocery store. Not that anybody here is grocery shopping with, uh, with the quarantine. You guys, bye. Luis getting heckled there by his own children. Right, next up, it's Tom. Hi, I'm Tom Mullaney. I'm gonna help you organize your Google Classroom in one minute. First thing to do, in the stream, this is too much stuff, all this junk. No, 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 we're gonna get it down to just announcements. We hit settings, and then here, classwork on the stream, hide notifications, hit save, and look at all the junk that goes away. Oh yeah, no more assignments. Why? Because we're gonna do our work in the classwork tab. From there, we're gonna to use topics, create and use a topic. Do that, everything goes in a topic. Today's work, great one, class materials. How do I get those awesome little images, right? Ads with a website called getemoji.com, whatever you need, French Revolution topic, French flag, you name it, they got it. So that's three things we're gonna do. We're going to get rid of Classwork in the stream, we're gonna to use topics and we're gonna to use emojis to make those topics stick out and pop and be more interactive and engaging for our students. Thank you, Tom. And finally, it's Lauren. Hi guys, my name is Lauren Heil. I'm a Google certified innovator, computer science teacher, and was a designer prior to teaching. Um, so you'll see in this next video, I kind of get to merge my two paths as uh, both designer and a teacher. Um, as I'm talking about these supports that you can use, I want you to think about students in your class um, with an IEP or a 504. Um, maybe think about students that are multi-language learners. And then also think about like what barriers are those students now facing as we shift to our e-learning environment. So some barriers to access I can think of. Um, this list really could go on and on, but we are no longer there to clarify meeting or instructions. Um, so if we see a student that's stuck, we can no longer just go over and kind of redirect what they're doing. Um, students are left to simple instructions to complete rigorous coursework 
one-to-one -one supports are no longer available, and then frequent checks for understanding, wait time, like common supports for um, students that need that extra help are no longer there, or they at least need to look a little bit different. In my opinion, in this e-learning environment, every student is at a disadvantage right now. Um, so every single student needs kind of baseline accommodated work. And that's where these templates come in. Um, so these are all housed on my website, designschools.com, and you can um, then click on the digital lesson templates button and that will pull up a whole page of different templates. And the one that I wanna point out to you is kind of the, the main uh, template, which would be this digital lesson document. And I also have something that looks like this in slides if you'd like to push out your lessons uh, via slides instead of docs. Um, but some supports that this template is already solving for you. It helps brighten the lines uh, with clearly colored sections and like really big page breaks. So students clearly know when they're done. Uh, it dedicates sections for establishing key vocabulary terms and definitions, which is a common support that you'll see for students with IEPs. Uh, dedicated sections for establishing key points and skills intended to be gained in the lesson, so helping students kind of manage their own learning independently there. Common checks for understanding are used throughout uh, each section, so I'll show you some of those in just a moment. Uh, appropriate font styling, this is really huge for when we are learning only on screen. Uh, and then segments like completely dedicated to spiraling previous knowledge. It also comes with a checklist linked at the bottom um, that allows you to look through accommodations that um, should be included in all of your materials so that you are doing your best to support all. Other templates you'll see on the website are here. So like maybe a reading section with questions. Uh, Thank you. It's not Definitely a bit of cheating going on there, Lauren. Foul play, foul play. Now I see some smack talk. I'm getting some smack talk in the chat. Let's see who's that. Robin Bryce? Robin Bryce. Shut your mouth, I Jabroni. Mean, no, don't tell Robin to shut her mouth. No, no, we're not doing that. She's, this she's is here. The A, B, I, and the D talking here. Right. Anyway, aside from that bit of cheating at the end, what a great round that was. So tell us how you stay insane and organized during this time of craziness. Add to the chat. That's the end of round eight, folks. You know what to do. Head over to the website. Get on that form for round eight and vote for your favorite. And I don't want to see Stephanie winning again. Yeah, right. it's rigged. Rigged, yeah. I tell you. What messages? Today is the EdTech Smackdown. We're going to have some bargains on the line for all you smack talkers here from this EWO. We're going to sort out the buyers from the spires, the needy from the greedy, the ones who trust us from the ones who don't. And what's on offer is to save yourselves from a bloody good thrashing at the hands of GEG UK. Now take heed, because you'll all be crying tears as big as October cabbages, and you won't know if it's daylight, moonlight, Israelite, or Fanny by the gaslight when we're finished beating you. So if you want to take part in this EdTech cooperative, we'll take you, we'll school you, and we'll thrash you. Too late, too late will be the cry when the man with the bargains has passed you by. So take heed, because we'll bloody thrash you if you don't. British style. Welcome back, back to EdTech Smackdown, everyone. What a great round that was. Right, before we bring you round nine, 
let's hope let's head over to stephanie and tell us who was the winner of that round um real quick in the chat on youtube joe wants to know what's an october cabbage darren oh he just wrote it okay he wrote it in the chat so we are only at 64 responses should i wait a little bit or are you rigging this again mm -hmm. um actually Louis, the last time we waited you got more votes so i think we're ready to go go ahead louise how many kids do you have over at your house currently two you only bribed you one that i know of are you sure you don't have 25 no. They all voted. We don't, hey, you know, what's his reputation, man? Because Luis <laughs> is only 25 Can you check what region Everybody. those votes came from? Uh, I think they're maybe. all from his I'll, kids. Yeah, could be. But NYC19 is representing. There you go. Right, enough of you guys once again. It's back to the smack. Round nine. Tell us what the best tool is for unplugging during distance learning. Take it away, Stephanie. Okay, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I'm gonna teach you something I've never taught to people who are not my students. So every Friday, my class does a special clap called a Friday clap. Normally I would never ever do it on a day that isn't Friday, but I'm gonna break the sanctity of Friday clap to teach it to you so that you can do something fun like this with your students at the start of a meet together. Okay, you start soft and then you get louder. It's three rounds. So you have to warm up your hands. You tell them, warm it up. Then you go one, two, three, one, two, three. It's Friday. It's Friday and you yell, happy Friday. Um, my students cannot wait for it to be Friday. We did that in our classroom and we've maintained doing that over meets <laughs> together. And I would highly encourage that you have something fun that unites you all that you can shout and do together. And it just is the best way to begin. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Next up, it's Devin. Hey, the thing about Friday right now is every day is today, in the words of the great Tom Hanks. Hey, social distancing doesn't mean we stop being social. And we've got people from all over the country, all over our communities, all over the world that we still want to interact with. But what fun is just staring at people on a Zoom or a Hangout? Welcome to Remote Game Night. I've been able to launch this with my staff once a week, and it has been phenomenal in keeping those connections. The Jackbox Party Packs, a company named Jackbox, if you're familiar with, you don't know Jack, has been around for years. And what they've done is they've put together these series of games. Somebody starts a game, they share it on their screen with everybody in Zoom or Meet or Skype, whatever you want. They get a code that they access through their phone. You type it in and you can have anywhere from 16 people playing, multiple more in audience members, and you can play trivia games, drawing games. It's a great way to bring people together. Um, it, it, you can share some of the results on social media, and it's better than just staring at people's faces on a screen for two hours. Get involved, get together, remote game night. Check it out at jackboxgames.com. They do have a game for free available right now, Drawful 2. Check it out, play around with it, make your night a remote game night. Thank you, Devin. Next up, it's Frederick. Hello, smackheads. Ooh, maybe not that one. Smackers, that's better. Anyway, what better way to de-stress from technology with websites? I can think of two that work great. 
This one is one of my favorites. Do nothing for two minutes. Brought to you by the Calm people, the people from the Calm app. It asks you to do nothing for two minutes. If you even move your mouse, it makes you start over. Another one that's great is the make everything okay. It's a button that makes everything okay. Watch. Well, is everything okay? It is. Now get back to work. Thank you, Fred. Now, next up, it's Daryl. Unplugging can be hard to do, especially while we're all in lockdown. But as an unfit and super lazy person, I've really taken to doing a bit of zombie running using the incredible app by Six to Start, Zombies Run. It's a great app because you basically listen to a post-apocalyptic podcast as you go out for a run or walk, no pressure. You get a little bit of story every few minutes and it's up to you whether or not you want your run to be interspersed with zombie chases where you have to run a little faster for a minute to avoid losing resources. Your distance and speed is all recorded if you want it to be and there's a town building gamification element as you collect resources. Even better, if you're a complete beginner, there's a Couch to 5k app too. Best of all, it makes social distancing that little bit easier if you imagine that everyone else out and about is a zombie desperate for your brains. Staying away from people has never been easier. Well, that clearly wasn't Daryl, was it? Stephanie surely messed up there. That means no voting for her this round. That was the amazing cat, of course. Let's see who's up next. Right, it's Jess. Things helping me stay grounded during this crazy time is my Calm app. I love that they have both a web platform and a mobile platform. When you log in every day, there's a daily Calm guided meditation, as well as numerous guided meditations of various lengths so that you can kind of start small and work your way up. They've also got some really amazing sleep stories that make falling asleep very, very easy read by different famous people that have nice and calming voices. They also have a really great collection of calm, mindful music that is really great to play in the background when you're working or just trying to unwind. Um, this tool is helping me stay centered and get back to that calm place. Thank you, Jess. It's it's like you Daryl. So that's the end of round nine. Now we need to all unplug during this craziness. So tell us, give us some of your suggestions as to what you're doing to unplug. Tell us in the chat, we'd love to know. And with that, that's the end of round nine. Please pop over to the voting page, click on the form for round nine and get voting. And we'll be right back after these short messages, which come with a warning. Viewer discretion is advised. This looks like more Vegemite. <laughs> I've been watching some of your videos, honestly. I taught kids like you in kindergarten. Time to separate the men from the boys. And have Vegemite, full of vitamin B. Vegemite, since bright as bright can be. We all enjoy our Vegemite for breakfast, lunch and tea. Our mummies say we're growing stronger every single week because we love our Vegemite. We all adore our Vegemite. I think we all lost on that one. Oof. Oh. 
That was rough. All right. So the winner is Kat. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, that's a good app. It is. It's been around. It's been a legacy for a long time to come. Wonderful I'll job, Kat. In just a second, folks. I've got to... Sorry, guys, that, that, that Vegemite did not go down well at all. Anyway, folks, welcome back to Tech Smackdown. Well done, Cat, for winning that round. Right, it is the final round. The best tool for extension activities during distance learning. Let's see, take it away, Darren. Quarantine's got you gaining a few pounds. Maybe you're staring at your screen for hours and hours upon end. Well, I've got the extension just for you. It's called Move It. I like to move it, move it. We like to move it. Let's add it to Chrome. Yes, please. Move it. Add it to Chrome. Let's see what it does. Every five minutes, it's going to make me do something. Let's see what it makes me do. All right. Five minutes later, it's got me doing 10 standing squats. Anyways, <laughs> guaranteed you shed a few pounds. One, 37, 102. Well, that clearly wasn't Darren, was it? It was Daryl, and he was from the previous round. So Mistreating the Queen's dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 uh, we we love Daryl, but he's using him as ballast. He's NYC nineteen. He can do no wrong. Yeah, we're not too sure about that either, Luis. But anyway, um, it's it's uh, just as bad as Sydney nineteen going on here with the uh, with messing up the slide deck. Anyway, back to the London wonderfulness. Take her away, Darren. Hey everyone, it's the Queen's country in the house and here is how I like to extend my students online with online escape rooms. I use Google Sites to create a platform. I use things like geekprank.com to make myself little ch uh, screen chats of phones and I use loads and loads of different clues and tools to build all into a Google site and then all I do is I take a Google form and I build the form into the site by using data validation, allowing different sections and students can only pass through into their next section once they've correctly answered all of the really difficult questions as they find their way through. I let them have a couple of clues on the way through using Google Classroom, but ultimately it's a great way to test them when they don't even realize they're being tested on what they've learned. And it's good fun as well, and if they don't get out, I'll lock them in and leave them there all weekend, the little... Oh. Thank you, Darren. Now, next up, it's Sarah. I know what you're thinking. Extension activities during distance learning? Are you crazy? I think we, we videos got your back. You got to check it out. Give your kids access. Let them create. It comes with stock content. It's easy, it's fast, it works on Chromebooks, even six, seven-year-old Chromebooks like what we have. Create anywhere. Let the kids go wild. Let them share what they've learned. Let them show you what they're doing at home. I just started creating about three weeks ago, and I haven't even scraped the surface. But I will tell you, it's pretty amazing. We video. Check it out. 
It's not. Thank you very much, Sarah. And that's the end of the final round. Tell us, folks, what extension activities into the classroom do you enjoy? Tell us in the chat. Right, and that is the end of the final round. So pop over to the voting page for the last time. Click on that form for round 10 and tell us who's your favorite. And we'll be right back after these short messages. I know what you're thinking. Who is this sweet Stephanie from California? Do we need another Stephanie? Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, you do. I add something to the mix because I'm gonna not lie about this. How many of you out there have taken your Google one, two and trainer certification in the same week? Booyah, that's me. I am a trainer and an innovator and I also lead the GEG NorCal, what's up? So I am here to bring it. I am going to bring the fire. So this sweet Stephanie is turning into a sassy Stephanie. And I'm going to take you Oh, that was Luchasaurus. <laughs> I don't think we need another Stephanie. I think I'm enough. I don't think we need any. You're right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I said I'm, I'm like, wait, Louise, this is rigged. Steph, after all I've done for you. <laughs> all right. Hi, so our I'm winner. Welcome, welcome back to EdTech Smackdown. Oh. Let's go straight over to Steph and find out who's the winner. Who yes, she's sir. rigged to win, you mean. <laughs> all right. Our winner. I hope he's off the phone because it's Darren. Wonderful, mate. Should have been Daryl with the Corgi. Yeah, Corgis always win. <laughs> Not when you treat them like that, the bloody heathens. He called us heathens. Did you see the size of that Corgi? He I'm needs surprised to, to even know what it means. It's very well. I mean, I do. I, I really appreciated your work. I don't know why I'm getting all this heat. <laughs> right. Anyway, enough of you folks. That's enough of your crap talk. Not the let's get back to the smack talk. Right, folks. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. You've been great in the chat. We've got some time for questions and opinions. So, Devin, do you want to hand, head over to the uh, question slide and see what we've got asked? Yeah, let's take a look, starting off early on from Rebecca Rosecrantz. Uh, we'll open it up to the floor. Do you know of any tools that can be used to measure engagement in Google Classroom? So anything that we can use to measure how much students, I feel like, the uh, the audience dashboard was really helpful. Um, you know, I've seen people mention as well um, Audience Connect, which is a tool generally used by market researchers, but it's great if students are in a live setting for you to measure kind of their response to different things like videos or slide decks that you might see as far as gauging how much it does engage with your audience. And I'd also like to add, um, you know, just a simple Google Classroom question can give you an idea of who's active on Classroom. Also, a Google form check-in, like one of our innovators shared today, and then uh, collaborative slides where you can view version history or that activity dashboard. And then I'm always a big fan of Flipgrid to see their face and hear their voice. Yeah, and also check out Classroom Zoom. It is an extension. It's free right now. There is a premium feature, but right now, because it is the coronavirus, they are giving it away for free. I'll put it in the um, 
chat. And it will tell you how long students are engaged on Google Classroom and different assignments. It will not track on Google Forms, but it should get slides, docs, and all of that. Yeah, Moving I know on. in the chat, a lot of people are suggesting answers too. So make sure you check out the YouTube chat. Here's another question. This is from Haley Sloop. So if you do small group Google Meets and are in all of them at the same time, how do you keep it from making that horrific echo sound? And that's absolutely a challenge. I think it's one of those um, digital citizenship uh, components that a lot of us are, are starting to really focus into. And we find having to catch up a lot of uh, newcomers to it. Right here is your number one thing that will help with any type of echo issues, headphones, because you won't have that feedback issue. Generally, what happens is, you know, sound gets picked up from a microphone to a receiver. And if people are using their um, device built-in speakers or external speakers, that gets picked up by the microphone, which goes back into the sound, which goes back into the microphone, which gets picked up by the sound. Headphones will be your number one way to avoid echo, if at all possible. Devin, I think the, the other, other thing, the other the, thing you can use. No, go, 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 Stephanie. Okay, Sorry. I was just no problem, Louise. I was just gonna say I think the the other piece that this was referring to was with Emma's slides about um, setting up small meets. So if a teacher is setting up mini meets or breakout rooms with essentially within Google um, Meet, then they'll need to mute themselves in their large class meet. So make sure that you've muted your microphone um, in all of the other ones other than the one that you want to be in, especially if you're not using headphones or some other way um, to stop it from picking up the sound. So make sure that you mute the mic in the main meet and then you won't get the feedback in the others. Sorry for the interruption, Luis. You know I love you. I think was the other thing that the echo that also appears is if you are participating in several meets, then there can be an echo of you talking or hearing everybody at the same time. There is an excellent extension called mute tab, which will permit you to mute individual tabs instead of, if you do it natively in Chrome, it'll mute the whole site. So it'll mute all of them, but the mute tab extension will allow you to mute just a particular tab where that particular meet is taking place. Here's another question from Amy Woodsmall. Uh, I'm using Google Slides to share poetry. And I would like to have the students record themselves reading their poems. I need something I can add to the slide that would record and let me hear them read. So I wonder if this is something that she's looking to embed within slides directly or something else that could be added in later on to, to provide that, uh, that evidence of, of fluency with the poem. There is, there is uh, the Google, you can add audio to the slide, weird limit as to how many times the audio can be reproduced. I don't know if you run into it, and I don't know what the limit is. Uh, also, to be able to record, then you could use uh, online apps like Vocaroo, which will let you record, and then it'll give you a file that you can then upload into Google Drive and link into your slide. But an automatic one, I don't know of an extension that does it yet. Maybe we could get Clay to code one. Or if you don't need an automatic Or if you don't need an automatic one, you can just have the students record them reading video and then um, uploading the video back into the slide. That could be helpful. I know that there's a wonderful website to help as far as like 
tracking automatically how students read with specific texts. It's something we use on our morning show at, uh, at our middle school here in Bakersfield. It's called teleprompt.me. And what it does is it uses the microphone built into the device to highlight words as they're read, almost like it's a teleprompter used in uh, media or television studios. Uh, if you pair that with a screencasting uh, app like Screencastify or Loom, which is free forever, not just while people are trying to avoid getting sick. Um, you can pair those together so you can actually see what they're reading and pacing it in real time. Uh, really helpful as far as getting that, that fluency place built in. Let's see if there's any more new questions coming in. Great, um, great responses here. Um, this one has been, I think, something that uh, people have been asking about throughout the, the piece here. Is there a spreadsheet of all the apps being shared on SmackDown today? Uh, there's a lot of information. Uh, so great question by Tina Peggy here. There is no. not one, but if somebody would like to make one, share it with us and we will add it to our website. Also, we are sharing the slide deck anyway, so you can uh, observe everything that's going on and then we can make sure that the apps are linked to the individual slides. You just gave us homework though, but yeah, we can. And also the slide deck is the last link on the feedback form. It is already posted and I'm getting ready to post it on the website as soon as we get out of this. Let's take okay. one final question, Devin. And Last then... question here. This one comes from Rochelle Hansen. Are there any tools for running missing assignment reports in Google Classroom? It's either by student or by assignment. So ways to check who has yet to turn in work as far as a report to be run. I think just sorting the, um, the assignment page by, um, I forget the name of it. There's a word. I can't think. There is a word. I use the to-do list quite a lot just to be able to see what's still to be handed in, still what needs to be marked, and I find that the easiest way to see. At our school, we also use the gradebook. We export all grades into a spreadsheet and use a find formula to, to find the, you know, the missing spots. That's a great point, Emma. Right. Well, that should just about do it for the qu wonderful questions. And thank you for using the uh, presenter Q&A um, tool. I think it's something that a lot of people have always noticed is there, uh, but don't really have an application for it or have never really seen it in action. So if that's something you are interested, especially if you are doing um, synchronous learning and want to get feedback from students in real time about what you're presenting, it's a great tool to leverage right now. Thank you very much, everyone, for those great questions. If I could get all the viewers to uh, just head over to the link, and then if you could leave some feedback for us, we would really, really appreciate that for our next EdTech Smackdown. And we have one final, one final message from our sponsors. Thank you very much, Tony Shavai, me, Gene. Everybody, first of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote calls and letters to Devin Rawson of the California Dream while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank the world of education for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. The EdTech Smackdown, how important it is to the teachers, it is to the coaches, and the Devin Rawson of the California Dream. And without wait, I got what I wanted. The EdTech Smackdown champion, you. I don't have a 
There's a whole lot more to say about the way I feel about you. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Devin Rossiter and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and they can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them, go home. And hard times are when a man has worked a job for 30 years, 30 years, and they give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your job, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. And champ, you put hard times on this country by taking Devin Rossiter out. That's hard times. And we all had hard times together. And I admit, I don't look like the educator of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little bit bigger. My hind is a little bit bigger. I'm at home all the time. But brother, I am bad. And they know I'm bad. And there was two bad people. One was John Wayne, and he's dead, brother. And the other's right here. Champ, Ed Tech Smackdown title belongs to the people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for the gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reaching out because that love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next Ed Tech Smackdown champion on this Hard Time Blues Devin Rossiter Tour 2020. Thank you very much for those messages from the California Dream, Devin Rossiter. Everyone, thank you so much for joining EdTech Smackdown. We, we hope you definitely got smacked today. You can find all of the resources over at our EdTech Smackdown website. It's at bit.ly slash EdTechSmack. And that's all that's left to say is thank you for joining us. Follow us all on Twitter. We're all on that webpage. And don't worry, if you have any worries for your next EdTech PD, don't you worry. We'll soon be back in action with EdTech Smackdown with me, the ABI and the D, your true people's champion. And all that's left to say is, if you're some... What the EdTech champions are cooking. Stay home, everyone. Stay safe. We love you all. Bye. Good job, Abed. Bye, Avid, you were awesome.